Section four of the Kerner Commission Report. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This recording by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, in December 2019. Report of the National Advisory Commission on Civil Disorders, Kerner Commission Report. Summary, Part 4. Chapter 17, Recommendations for National Action. Introduction. No American, white or black, can escape the consequences of the continuing social and economic decay of our major cities. Only a commitment to national action on an unprecedented scale can shape the future compatible with the historic ideals of American society. The great productivity of our economy and a federal revenue system which is highly responsive to economic growth can provide the resources. The major need is to generate new will, the will to tax ourselves to the extent necessary to meet the vital needs of the nation. We have set forth goals and proposed strategies to reach those goals. We discuss and recommend programs not to commit each of us to specific parts of such programs, but to illustrate the type and dimension of action needed. The major goal is the creation of a true union, a single society, and a single American identity. Toward that goal, we propose the following objectives for national action. Point. Opening up opportunities to those who are restricted by racial segregation and discrimination and eliminating all barriers to their choice of jobs, education, and housing. Point. Removing the frustration of powerlessness among the disadvantaged by providing the means for them to deal with the problems that affect their own lives and by increasing the capacity of our public and private institutions to respond to these problems. Point increasing communication across racial lines to destroy stereotypes to halt polarization end distrust and hostility and create common ground for efforts toward public order and social justice we propose these aims to fulfill our pledge of equality and to meet the fundamental needs of a democratic and civilized society domestic peace and social justice employment Pervasive unemployment and underemployment are the most persistent and serious grievances in minority areas. They are inextricably linked to the problem of civil disorder. Despite growing federal expenditures for manpower development and training programs and sustained general economic prosperity and increasing demands for skilled workers, about 2 million, white and non-white, are permanently unemployed. About 10 million are underemployed, of which 6.5 million work full-time for wages below the poverty line. The 500,000 hardcore unemployed in the central cities who lack a basic education and are unable to hold a steady job are made up in large part of Negro males between the ages of 18 and 25 in the riot cities which we surveyed negroes were three times as likely as whites to hold unskilled jobs which are often part-time seasonal low-paying and dead-end negro males between the ages of fifteen and twenty-five predominated among the rioters more than twenty per cent of the rioters were unemployed and many who were employed held intermittent low-status unskilled jobs which they regarded as below their education and ability 
the commission recommends that the federal government point undertake joint efforts with cities and states to consolidate existing manpower programs to avoid fragmentation and duplication point take immediate action to create two million new jobs over the next three years one million in the public sector and one million in the private sector to absorb the hardcore unemployed and materially reduce the level of underemployment for all workers black and white we propose two hundred and fifty thousand public sector and three hundred thousand private sector jobs in the first year point provide on-the-job training for both public and private employers with reimbursement to private employers for the extra costs of training the hardcore unemployed by contract or by tax credits provide tax and other incentives to investment in rural as well as urban poverty areas in order to offer to the rural poor an alternative to migration to urban centers point take new and vigorous action to remove artificial barriers to employment and promotion including not only racial discrimination but in certain cases arrest records or lack of a high school diploma strengthen those agencies such as the equal employment opportunity commission charged with eliminating discriminatory practices and provide full support for title six of the nineteen sixty four civil rights act allowing federal grant in aid funds to be withheld from activities which discriminate on grounds of color or race the commission commends the recent public commitment of the national council of the building and construction trades unions aflcio to encourage and recruit negro membership in apprenticeship programs this commitment should be intensified and implemented education education in a democratic society must equip children to develop their potential and to participate fully in american life for the community at large the schools have discharged this responsibility well but for many minorities and particularly for the children of the ghetto the schools have failed to provide the educational experience which could overcome the effects of discrimination and deprivation this failure is one of the persistent sources of grievance and resentment within the negro community the hostility of negro parents and students toward the school system is generating increasing conflict and causing disruption within many city school districts but the most dramatic evidence of the relationship between educational practices and civil disorders lies in the high incidence of riot participation by ghetto youth who have not completed high school the bleak record of public education for ghetto children is growing worse in the critical skills verbal and reading ability negro students are falling further behind whites with each year of school completed the high unemployment and underemployment rate for negro youth is evidence in part of the growing educational crisis we support integration as the priority education strategy it is essential to the future of american society in this last summer's disorders we have seen the consequences of racial isolation at all levels and of attitudes towards race on both sides produced by three centuries of myth ignorance and bias it is indispensable that opportunities for interaction between the races be expanded we recognize that the growing dominance of pupils from disadvantaged minorities in city school populations will not soon be reversed 
no matter how great the effort toward desegregation many children of the ghetto will not within their school careers attend integrated schools if existing disadvantages are not to be perpetrated we must drastically improve the quality of ghetto education equality of results with all white schools must be the goal to implement these strategies the commission recommends point sharply increased efforts to eliminate de facto segregation in our schools through substantial federal aid to school systems seeking to desegregate either within the system or in cooperation with neighboring school systems point elimination of racial discrimination in northern as well as southern schools by vigorous application of title six of the civil rights act of nineteen sixty four point extension of quality early childhood education to every disadvantaged child in the country point efforts to improve dramatically schools serving disadvantaged children through substantial federal funding of year-round compensatory education programs improved teaching and expanded experimentation and research point elimination of illiteracy through greater federal support for adult basic education point enlarged opportunities for parent and community participation in the public schools point reoriented vocational education emphasizing work experience training and the involvement of business and industry point expanded opportunities for higher education through increased federal assistance to disadvantaged students point revision of state aid formulas to assure more per student aid to districts having a high proportion of disadvantaged school-aged children the welfare system our present system of public welfare is designed to save money instead of people and tragically ends up doing neither this system has two critical deficiencies first it excludes large numbers of persons who are in great need and who if provided a decent level of support might be able to become more productive and self-sufficient no federal funds are available for millions of men and women who are needy but neither aged handicapped nor the parents of minor children second for those included the system provides assistance well below the minimum necessary for a decent level of existence and imposes restrictions that encourage continued dependency on welfare and undermine self-respect a welter of statutory requirements and administrative practices and regulations operate to remind recipients that they are considered untrustworthy promiscuous and lazy residence requirements prevent assistance to people in need who are newly arrived in the state regular searches of recipients homes violate privacy inadequate social services compound the problems the commission recommends that the federal government acting with state and local governments where necessary reform the existing welfare system to point establish uniform national standards of assistance at least as high as the annual poverty level of income now set by the social security administration at three thousand three hundred and thirty five dollars per year for an urban family of four point require that all states receiving federal welfare contributions participate in the aid to families with dependent children unemployed parents program afdcup that permits assistance to families with both father and mother in the home thus aiding the family while it is still intact 
point bear a substantially greater portion of all welfare costs at least ninety per cent of total payments point increase incentives for seeking employment and job training but remove restrictions recently enacted by the congress that would compel mothers of young children to work point provide more adequate social services through neighborhood centers and family planning programs point remove the freeze placed by the nineteen sixty seven welfare amendments on the percentage of children in a state that can be covered by federal assistance point eliminate residence requirements as a long-range goal the commission recommends that the federal government seek to develop a national system of income supplementation based strictly on need with two broad and basic purposes point to provide for those who can work or who do work any necessary supplements in such a way as to develop incentives for fuller employment point to provide for those who cannot work and for mothers who decide to remain with their children a minimum standard of decent living and to aid in the saving of children from the prison of poverty that has held their parents a broad system of supplementation would involve substantially greater federal expenditures than anything now contemplated the cost will range widely depending on the standard of need accepted as the basic allowance to individuals and families and on the rate at which additional income above this level is taxed yet if the deepening cycle of poverty and dependence on welfare can be broken if the children of the poor can be given the opportunity to scale the wall that now separates them from the rest of society the return on this investment will be great indeed housing after more than three decades of fragmented and grossly underfunded federal housing programs nearly six million substandard housing units remain occupied in the united states the housing problem is particularly acute in the minority ghettos nearly two-thirds of all non-white families living in the central cities today live in neighborhoods marked with substandard housing and general urban blight two major factors are responsible first many ghetto residents simply cannot pay the rent necessary to support decent housing in detroit for example over forty per cent of the non-white occupied units in nineteen sixty required rent of over thirty five per cent of the tenant's income second discrimination prevents access to many non-slum areas particularly the suburbs where good housing exists in addition by creating a back pressure in the racial ghettos it makes it possible for landlords to break up apartments for denser occupancy and keeps prices and rents of deteriorated ghetto housing higher than they would be in a truly free market to date federal programs have been able to do comparatively little to provide housing for the disadvantaged in the thirty-one year history of subsidized federal housing only about eight hundred thousand units have been constructed with recent production averaging about fifty thousand units a year by comparison over a period only three years longer fha insurance guarantees have made possible the construction of over ten million middle and upper income units two points are fundamental to the commission's recommendations first federal housing programs must be given a new thrust aimed at overcoming the prevailing patterns of racial segregation if this is not done those programs will continue to concentrate 
the most impoverished and dependent segments of the population into the central city ghettos where there is already a critical gap between the needs of the population and the public resources to deal with them second the private sector must be brought into the production and financing of low and moderate rental housing to supply the capabilities and capital necessary to meet the housing needs of the nation the commission recommends that the federal government point enact a comprehensive and enforceable federal open housing law to cover the sale or rental of all housing including single-family homes point reorient federal housing programs to place more low and moderate income housing outside of ghetto areas point bring within the reach of low and moderate income families within the next five years six million new and existing units of decent housing beginning with six hundred thousand units in the next year to reach this goal we recommend point expansion and modification of the rent supplement program to permit use of supplements for existing housing thus greatly increasing the reach of the program point expansion and modification of the below market interest rate program to enlarge the interest subsidy to all sponsors and provide interest-free loans to non-profit sponsors to cover pre-construction costs and permit sale of projects to non-profit corporations cooperatives or condominiums point creation of an ownership supplement program similar to present rent supplements to make home ownership possible for low-income families point federal write-down of interest rates on loans to private builders constructing moderate rent housing point expansion of the public housing program with emphasis on small units on scattered sites and leasing and turnkey programs point expansion of the model cities program point expansion and reorientation of the urban renewal program to give priority to projects directly assisting low-income households to obtain adequate housing conclusion one of the first witnesses to be invited to appear before this commission was dr kenneth b clark a distinguished and perceptive scholar referring to the reports of earlier riot commissions he said i read that report of the nineteen nineteen riot in chicago and it is as if i were reading the report of the investigating committee on the harlem riot of thirty five the report of the investigating committee on the harlem riot of forty three the report of the mccone commission on the watts riot i must again in candor say to you members of this commission it is kind of alice in wonderland with the same moving picture re-shown over and over again the same analysis the same recommendations and the same inaction these words come to our minds as we conclude this report we have provided an honest beginning we have learned much but we have uncovered no startling truths no unique insights no simple solutions the destruction and the bitterness of racial disorder the harsh polemics of black revolt and white repression have been seen and heard before in this country it is time now to end the destruction and the violence not only in the streets of the ghetto but in the lives of people end of summary end of section four